Hey Driven Mofos, if you ever wanna have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. So I heard this expert talking about relationships, and I think that they were completely wrong, and I really wanna explain how to create a great intimate relationship, but also great friendships as well, because this rule applies to everybody. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where we talk about how to get the best out of yourself and how to build a life that you can't wait to get out of bed and live each day. This podcast is my attempt at documenting my journey, sharing my insights and what I've learned from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to some of the country's top athletes, rich listers, entrepreneurs, and running events for tens of thousands of people on how to better themselves and those around them. This is for those driven to achieve more in life, but are often underestimated by those around them. This podcast is my attempt at helping you prove your doubters wrong. Please enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a bit of controversial topic or a bit of controversy around the idea of an intimate relationship and what it's really about. So let's dive deep into this and let's look at it from a human behavior perspective. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance and also Mojo Business Multiplier. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Let's talk about an intimate relationship. Now, I was listening to this expert talk and he said, you know, most people get an intimate relationship wrong because they get into an intimate relationship to take something or to get something instead of giving something. And he said the best thing about an intimate relationship is being able to give. Now, although I would agree with that, I also disagree with it. And I disagree with it because in order to get into a relationship in the first place, you need to want to get something from somebody else, right? That's how we create a relationship. Very rarely do you just walk around the street and just go, oh, there's a random person. I'm just going to walk up to them and let's just start chatting and we should all fall in love or we should get along as friends. That very rarely happens. You look at someone, there's something that they have that you want. Maybe they make you feel good. Maybe you think that they're attractive and you're attracted to their beauty or their looks but there's something about them that makes you attracted to them. That there is about you wanting something from them. So maybe you want their beauty, maybe you want their intelligence, maybe you want their status, whatever it is, there's something that you want from them. That's stage one of a relationship. Stage two of a relationship is when you start living together and you start hanging out together, you start then 50-50ing everything and you become friends. So when you first start dating, you show all your best side. Okay, this is stage one where you get into a passionate relationship. The word passion, the original etymology, which is the history of the word, the original meaning of passion means to suffer. And the reason why we suffer when we follow our passions or chase things that we're passionate about is because we're only seeing the upside without the downside. We see the positives without the negatives. We see the good without the bad. And so we tend to over-exaggerate the upsides, but then it leads to the downsides because we don't mitigate risk. There's downsides that we don't see. So when you start dating, you are passionate about the other person. You have these passions. And we're driven more by our animal instincts. So we're driven more by sex and procreation or that we're going to get something from the other person. And that is a passionate relationship. It's exciting. It's fun. It's enthusiastic. There's energy there. There's this vibe there. But that's this attraction force. The reason why that's there is because we show our best side. So when you first date the person, they seem amazing. You know, they have all their shit together. They've got a great family relationship. They tend to communicate well. They listen to us. They seem to look after themselves. They smell good. All of that stuff happens at the start of a relationship. So we build this passion, this magnetism towards each other. But then after a while, you start living with them 
or you start hanging out more and you realize that they have some negatives and some downsides. So the passion starts to reduce a little bit and you start pointing out some of their faults and you start seeing problems with them. And maybe you even start questioning the relationship, whether this person is right for you or not, because the passion's dying off. It was fun and exciting at first. Now you're sort of friends and you get along, but there's part of them that piss you off and they do these other things you don't really like. Now you're coming to stage two of a relationship. If you're living together, you 50-50 everything, which then means if you take out the bins, I will go and do the dishes. If you don't do the dishes, then I'm not going to take out the bins. And so you start to argue over the most mundane shit in the household because you're 50 50 everything and now you're becoming friends. You're learning more about each other, but at the same time, you're starting to establish boundaries. You're starting to make sure that when they do something, you do something and you want fair and equitable value exchange. So that's level two of an intimate relationship. Level three, which very few people get to, but it does happen. There are plenty of couples out there that do it, but it's just that they are, there's not many of them compared to people who stay stuck in level one and level two. Level three is where you live for that other person, that you want the best for them and you want to get the best out of them. Now, can you do that if the other person is taking everything from you? And the answer is no. You will go to level three where you want to do everything for that other person to make sure that they succeed. But because you're not getting anything back in return, the law of fair value exchange is non-existent. And so then you get to a point where you're like, you know what, fuck them. And you drop down to a level two and you start to create boundaries again. And you say, well, if you do this for me, I will do this for you. And so that's a level two relationship. So you may be in a level three for a day and say, I just want to look after the person. I want to make sure they have the best of everything. But then when they start taking advantage of you and there's an unfair value exchange, you will drop back down into level two of the relationship which is where you start to establish boundaries. You say, if you do this, I'll do this. And you start to 50-50 everything. But the problem with level two is that there's not really much happening in a relationship. There's not a lot of passion and there's not a lot of love. In level one, there's passion. And in level three, there's love. Love means that you understand the other person. You understand their strengths, their weaknesses. You understand who they are as a person because they've expressed both sides. You know that they're like that. When I first started dating Jess, she was always slow. She would take ages to do everything. It used to piss me off and irritate me, especially when we're in level two. Level one, it didn't really matter because, you know, we were dating and things were fun. But as we started to live together, I would say to her, why are you always so slow? You know, why does everything take 10 times longer than it needs to? And she would say to me, Michael, why are you always in a rush to do everything? You know, you're always in a rush and you make mistakes and you fuck things up and you forget things. And so we would argue about that, but that was a level two of the relationship. Now, I realize that Jess is a little bit slower. She's more methodical. She tends to read through things. She's way more effective at a lot of things than what I am. So that's her strength. So now when there are things that need to happen in the business that need more, someone more methodical, they go to Jess. Jess knows that if there needs to be fast decisions and things to move quick, they come straight to me because she appreciates that part of me just like I appreciate that part of her. And we work together. We're in a loving relationship most of the time where I see her strengths. I also see her weaknesses. And even now when she's slow, I laugh at it. I find it amusing. I'm like, ah, she's always slow. Like, <laughs> just let her take her time, okay? Because I know that that part of her is benefiting me also. Driven mofos. I wanted to mention something that means a lot to me. When I was younger, everyone doubted me and their doubts became my doubts. Their fears festered inside my mind and I hated myself as I knew I could do so much more in life. I just didn't know where to start and failure would reinforce what a loser I already believed I was. If it wasn't for listening to audios just like this, which I spent tens of thousands of dollars on, I would have probably ended it all. I know that there are so many people out there who feel this way and are holding themselves back from greatness. So if I could ask just one favor today, it would be that you share this podcast with just one person, 
as it may make all the difference and start them on a new path. As we move through relationships, stage one is about you. Stage two is about both of you, but you're establishing boundaries. And stage three is where you're essentially living to get the best out of that other person, but they're doing the same for you. It's hard to move to level three because there are a lot of people out there who feel afraid that if they give to their partner and they don't get anything back in return, they're going to be left empty. That's based on past experiences, fears, worries, and and all of that shit. But if you live life in fear all the time, you'll never get to that stage of a relationship. Now, you don't just go from level one to level two to level three. You will spend time in each one of them, and it's a scale. So when you first start dating, you're essentially zero in level three, a little bit in level two, and the majority in level one. As you progress, you become the majority of the time in level two where you negotiate things with your partner. And then when they don't do the stuff that you want them to do, you get pissed off and you drop back down to level one. And you think, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to look after me. You've gone from level two most of the time back down to level one. Then after a while, you realize that level one sucks because you're not really in a proper relationship. And then you think, you know what, I need to have a talk to my partner. So you go back and you say to them, look, if you unpack the dishwasher, I will take the bins out. If you look after the kids, I will do this. And so then you start negotiating again. You're back in level two. Most couples go level one, level two, level one, level two, level one, level two. Now, even if you're in level three, you will still have times where you drop down into level two and maybe even times where you drop down into level one, depending on what's going on in the relationship. So it's sort of a scale. The goal is to scale more to level three and less to level one as time progresses. That's an evolving relationship. If you stay stuck in level two, eventually you'll just become good friends and you just hang out and and they're there. And I see lots of couples do this where they pick on each other all the time. They're like, oh, they always do this and they fucking have passive aggressive attacks at their partner. That doesn't help any relationship. It doesn't help people progress and move forward. You just have to see the best in the other person if you want a great relationship. That's what they're there for. Life's too short to be with someone that you don't appreciate and who doesn't appreciate you. It's crazy. So when I heard this expert say, The goal of a relationship is just to give to the other person. Well, that is part of the goal, but it's a part of a progress. You can't just give everything to somebody else or they'll take everything. If you're a level one person and then you're in an intimate relationship and you give everything to the other person, you're going to end up in a narcissistic relationship where they're going to take everything off of you because you're insecure and you give everything to them and you don't have boundaries. So you're essentially going to be trapped in a level one relationship and never get to level three because you do everything for that other person. Because what you get from it is you get their protection. You get the feeling like they're always there for you. You get the feeling that you're in a loving relationship, which is a false love, because that's really not what it is. It's your insecure shit. You don't have any boundaries. And so you give something to the other person all the time, and you're always looking after them because you don't have any self-worth, self-love, self-respect, self-confidence, or anything like that. And they will just keep taking from you, which I hear a lot of people running around. They go, you know, I was in a narcissistic relationship. Well, that's what happens when you have low self-worth. The goal of a narcissistic relationship isn't for you to blame the narcissist and then become the victim and say, you know, we need to stop narcissists. That's not the case at all. It's just that you had no boundaries. You had low self-worth. You had low self-love. You had low self-respect. And you got in a relationship because you wanted something from them so bad. And that was their love and their appreciation and their respect. But they're not going to respect you when you don't have your own self-respect. They're not going to love you when you don't have your own self-love. You're going to attract your counterbalancer And they are going to teach you the valuable lessons that you need, which is that when you don't have boundaries, then people are just going to keep crossing those boundaries. When you have boundaries and you're firm and you're strong and you stand up for yourself, you're going to do that because you have self-respect, self-love, self-confidence, self-belief, and all of those things. 
which then means now you're more likely to communicate more effectively, which will help you progress through that relationship. So even though this expert said in an intimate relationship, the goal is to give when you get into a relationship, not to receive, I don't think that that's true. I think that it's a progression and it's a stage and we learn what we need to learn at whatever stage that we're at in order to progress. And everything wants to evolve in nature. If not, it dies. And an intimate relationship will die if it just gets stuck at level one and level two because level three has infinite growth. When you start to love you and love yourself, over time, things grow more and more and more and you start having kids or you start having other people around you that you can help, you can help them to progress. You just learn how to love more. And that happens because of the relationship that you're in and that amplifies. I hope that helps driven mofos. If you haven't already shared this podcast, please do so. Hit it up. I want to reach millions of people globally with this podcast to help people perform better in life. Life is way too short. I don't want people to live a mediocre life and then end up hating themselves when they have to reflect back on their deathbed about the life that they wish that they could have, but they didn't actually get. I want to get these, this information and these messages out there that you have the power to, to live an amazing life and I want to give people the tools and the thought processes to be able to do that. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day, and I look forward to you joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.